manual podcast, uh, home to viewing a female's perspective in the automotive industry. Uh, nothing to sell yet, just stories to tell. And so today we have Natasha Tyrell. Did I say her last name right, Tyrell? Yep, you awesome. did. <laughs> I appreciate you hopping on, Tasha. Thanks for having me, Sean. I appreciate of it. Of course, of course. And so I like to start off with every guest that I bring on. Um, if you had to explain maybe in 30, 30 to 60 seconds uh, to your followers, because, again, this is kind of a, a barrier for people to kind of get to know who, who are they're following, because you, you only get a perspective and you only have you only have one POV of following somebody on the internet, but hearing you is one thing. So if you have maybe 30, 60 seconds to kind of explain who your followers are, who you are as a person, uh, what would you tell them? Um, I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, chances are it's because you like the Jeep that I'm, or that I'm currently building, which is a 2006 SRT Cherokee. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also am a, um, automotive journalist so I'm currently writing and featuring all different kinds of people on Instagram builds and whatnot so um my Instagram is also now where I'm featuring all of the articles that I am currently writing so awesome and I kind of go into that like what inspired you to uh write the the previous article that you that you made in terms of the top top females in the industry as a fabricators detailers the whole nine like how did that come about well, my degree is actually in journalism. That's what I went to. I actually went to school awesome. for. Um, but my passion has always been in automotive, and I actually hate writing about anything political. And so my mentor in college actually told me that I was never going to make it as a journalist because I would never write anything political. What? But here, here I am. Here I am, still writing. So I guess I proved him wrong. Seriously, that's um, so black and white. I mean, he was, you know, he was just, he was a beat reporter. And I mean, it, he, there was some validity in it at the time. It was, you know, online journalism wasn't as, you know, popular as it is now. Po- print writing is basically slowly dying, as sadly as I like to say yeah. it. But, um, you know, online journalism is just so different than print journalism. So at the time, maybe he just didn't see that online journalism was eventually going to take over and that you don't necessarily have to write political to make it in this field anymore. So, but um, as I said, I'm just breaking back into journalism. So right now I'm just writing for a couple of publications. Um, Hot Cars is an online publication that I currently write for. And then I actually am wrapping up an article for a new magazine that is called Hemisphere. Mm -hmm. And it is a print magazine that's going to be featuring strictly Mopars. Really? Yeah, so hope I'm right. I just wrapped up an article about an SRTA Cherokee. I'm being a little biased, I know, but um, they they gave me a lot of they gave me a lot of um, they gave me a lot of um, how should I say? They they basically let me pick what I wanted to write about, and so I pitched to them that I think maybe we should be featuring vehicles and how they've you know progressed throughout the years. And the changes that they've made throughout the years and whatnot. And so obviously me owning an SRTA Cherokee, I wanted to write about one. And so it was the perfect opportunity for me to write an actual article about it. Sensational. How long have you been building your SRT? Uh, I have been currently building my SRT, which is in a million pieces right now, um, for about five years. It's actually been down now for almost an entire okay. year which um last year in july i blew up my motor mm-hmm. 
Um, so we ripped the motor out. I actually had broken a spring. My, um, my walls looked pretty bad anyway. So we decided to just do a full rebuild. Um, I actually originally wanted to get it done by Arrington, which is like one of the best Hemi builders. <clears throat> but in the meantime, they actually ended up selling the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just weren't comfortable not knowing who exactly was going to be doing all the machine work. So we decided to switch gears and we sent it out to Ray Barton, which he is actually one of the best Hemi builders in Mm -hmm. the world. But unfortunately, (laughs) it was just really bad timing. Uh, By the time he got the block, it was the beginning of race season. So, um, you know, it hasn't really been a priority over there, which I can understand. But hopefully now that race season's winding down, I will be getting my motor back. And um, the boys down at Southern Hot Rod actually already helped me out. So I have a War Viking that's already on deck, ready to go. Um, but basically we're at a standstill right now. Cause if you don't have a motor, you can't really do a whole lot. <laughs> right. Unless it's electric. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Which hey, electric is doing great things these days. So maybe eventually. Are you a fan? Are you a fan at all? <laughs> right. First electric. SRT, <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> Would you ever drive a Tesla? Um, I mean, you know, supercars and that whole thing just really aren't my thing. Um, I've written a lot about them. I think they're extraordinary, the things that they're doing, mm-hmm. but and bought horsepower just really isn't my thing, you know? Like I get it. I get it. I want to build my horsepower. I want to know what's going into sure. it, and I want to be proud of something that I built. Like, I mean, I think that it's incredible what Dodge is doing with the Demon and the Hellcat <laughs> and all of this, but, you know, anybody can buy horsepower, and I just it's just not that. It just doesn't do and it. I was gonna, I was gonna give my next question, or not even question today. If you, I think you kind of went more deep into it because I always ask that. I ask the question of, you know, like, would you rather, you know, would you rather buy it or build it? Like, kind of, like, what? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think the Trackhawk is amazing. I think it's really cool concept that they did, but I, you wouldn't catch me owning one. Chance. <laughs> hundred thousand <laughs> under the hood versus paying hundred thousand for a car. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's the blood, sweat, and tears is what makes it yours. Got you know? just feel more proud, just more accomplished. I get it. Absolutely. I mean, I've probably threatened to sell my truck at least five times. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like if you haven't, then you don't have the true love for it. Because, like I said, like, anybody can go to the dealership and spend 100 Gs and roll out of there with a Hellcat or a, a Trailhawk. But, you know, you put $100,000 into a vehicle that you've bought for probably 20 you know it just means so much more to you and it's a one-off 100 percent get it now how'd you get into the automotive like say you went to school for journalism but how'd you get into the automotive industry like don't you work uh you work at a at a hell bent bent race cars and customs correct uh i don't i have yeah, about- there. it's actually my boyfriend's shop okay. that's where um, that's where my truck has been built all the entire stages okay. But, um, you know, I obviously have my own corner there that I go and try to help out wherever I can. But my boyfriend, which his name is um, Kanish, he is the owner of Hellbent Race Cars, and he is the mastermind behind everything there. He is absolutely incredible, Um, does everything from, you know, exhaust work, chassis, full builds. You know, we've had cars in there that have been there for five years. So he does pretty much everything. Interesting, interesting. So did you guys meet uh, in terms of – due to your passion we actually did we and it was actually a really good story because um he was hosting a pickup or a drop-off spot for toys for tots which is um a really great charity event as we all Mm -hmm. know 
Uh, I actually couldn't make it. So I was just going to the shop to drop off a bunch of unwrapped toys and I got a boyfriend out of the deal. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. It's, 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 yeah. So that was almost five years ago. And so obviously toys for tots holds a certain place in our heart and we like to try to make it out every year. Every, every winter for the anniversary. Uh, yeah, the anniversary is a little bit later, but yeah, it's usually around the same time. So <laughs> I got you. I got you. So my next question I wanted, wanted to ask you is, uh, so, so is, is, as far as like the, the support in terms of like, do you feel, do you feel confident in like your work and what you do? Like, what are some of the, some of the detailed things? Let's, let's just put it to you this way. Like, what, what are something that you, that you're better than at most in terms of maybe, I don't know. Putting, putting something together that you feel like uh, is a big strength to yours versus a weakness. That makes sense. Uh, as far as building vehicles? Yes. <laughs> I mean... I have a very certain look that I'm going for with my vehicle. Um, I'm very particular about the shades of colors that I use and um, just the all around look. I just want it to look very clean and I don't want it to look over modified. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So like I've always had a very specific look as to what I want my truck to look like. Also, I don't if nobody doesn't know what my truck looks like. I actually have it themed um it's silver and then all of the accents are either black or pink which most people would assume that pink is my favorite color but it's actually just because every time we would go out everybody would assume it was my boyfriend's truck and so i kind of needed to put some sort of girly trademark on it to ensure that it was female owned because like you said we just don't get enough credit out there and you know everybody just assumes since it's you know, this really well-built vehicle that it couldn't possibly have been, you know, female-owned. Mm -hmm. so, I'm sure you catch people off guard. I like, to, I like to put my pink touches on it just in case anybody wanted to <laughs> think that it was my boyfriend's, which people still ask all the time, which is really annoying. I, I can definitely, I've definitely heard that a couple, one or a hundred times as far as I go. This is something that, uh, that can be a gear grinder. Like, it's late. Like, there's a one, one uh, female, I don't know, she, her license plate, it's like, lady driven and, and there are people still they're like is that your boyfriend oh it's our boyfriend's car it's always the boyfriend's car like it's so annoying so so just going like obviously it's annoying like how do you like do you let that get to you or you just you understand the you understand no you can't let it get to you because honestly like the people that are saying those types of things they just want to rise out of you anyway mm -hmm. like um you know people are always going to talk badly like uh, I was in a forum where like they were always you know they always wanted to just like get under the girl's skin and stuff like that like and honestly I just don't go in there anymore because it was just like annoying you know what I'm saying which most guys which most guys in the SRT um eight family you know there's enough girls that they usually give us credit when it's due mm -hmm. but it's also tough because I do see the females out there in the industry that are all doing it for, you know, just the attention and they don't even know anything about their vehicles or they don't even do work on their vehicles or they may not even own their vehicles. Mm -hmm. And so I do understand why females do get the bad reputation that we do, especially because of social media, you know, half naked girls all over vehicles and, you know, Instagram models. Like it's just, 
it's not a good look for females that are trying to be taken seriously in the automotive industry. I got you. And, and it, this is exactly why something like this, this is why it motivates me all the time. Like this episode, I forgot to say in the beginning, this is episode 24 uh, of the Miss Manual podcast. And so, again, this is the f- the fight to go ahead and kind of distinguish that. Because, again, I don't want it to be, I say it all the time, I don't want it to be a big deal. If I go into a shop and, like, if like a shop like Chicanic uh, Auto Clinic, if I'm saying it right, over in Pennsylvania, yep. Um, there's a. She was also featured in my um, article as well too, because she's doing great things, and she is actually being recognized, you know, on a national. Yeah, she is. Thing, which it gets is great, me so you know? excited. Like I, I see that stuff, and I'm like, yes, like it's like it's so like it's backward. Number one, a guy is kind of pioneering this thing, but number two, just like it's like most guys eat like my human like my ego is super down like in terms of stuff like this like i honestly do not care like i honestly i'm, I'm a, I, my mentality is to see the underdog win in like every scenario it doesn't matter if i'm flipping tv like i was just watching side note like just i don't know animal planet and then this giraffe was gonna get eating by like some lions and i'm like no giraffe you got this and i'm like yeah. like that's just my mentality so like for this always go for the underdog exactly right? so to see patrice and her like i want to reach the eventually reach out to her like that's that right there that's the stuff that needs to be broadcast because again there's this limiting belief like you know even that's even take it one step further like not even just for females but just regardless if it's you know a gender like you're 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 only you're only categorized to one one idea based off of you know what was been done in the past like you like and then people get so people get so uh people get so stuck on the past and they, they make it seem like it's the future that, but they don't realize they can create it either way they want, not just what they've been told, but don't, don't let me uh, <laughs> go too crazy, but. Um... Hold on. One second. Sorry. I had dropped my phone. No worries. I was pacing back and forth. Sorry about that. <laughs> you got really excited about that last topic. So I can understand. <laughs> Most definitely. So maybe maybe somebody that's listening, um, like you said, you said it can get to you. Uh, maybe someone that has interests in terms of uh, like stepping into that realm, because I have a lot of people that message the page and uh, reach out and email. Uh, maybe maybe a young young female that wants to get in. Like, what would, what would be some advice, knowing that you know now, being as far as in the industry you are now? From I see you weld, uh, uh, welding and fabricating the whole nine, like. Maybe somebody wants to learn how to do one of those things. Like, what would be some advice for them in terms of maybe who they should surround themselves with or just something you feel like you've always had on the top of your head, but nobody's ever asked you this question? Um, I mean, I think I was a bit, at, I was at a bit of an advantage right. as um, my mom was an electrician. So she was traditional, non or non-traditional, you know, woman field. And so I think that being, you know, being brought up by a woman that was that headstrong and just, you know, was always, always taught me that it was okay to be different. And like, it was okay to be the only woman in an all man's field, or it was okay to be different. And, you know, I think that's something that just really always stuck with me. And, um, you know, I guess I just didn't really care. I mean, if <laughs> You know, I, I mean, most people that know me this just know that's how I am. I'm just a very, 
very hard headed, <laughs> you know, open minded person. But um, at the end of the day, not even with this topic, you just always have to go after your dreams, you know, regardless of what, what those, you know, hardships might be that may cause you to not reach your dream right away. But, you know, that's what makes that what that's what makes you proud of the things that you're able to do is they're not easy, right? 100%. So, you know, as far as a female following her dreams, I think that, you know, we're always gonna, we're always gonna be at a disadvantage for being a female because there's always going to be, you know, stigma. that stigma of, you know, being in a man's world and whatnot. But, you know, I think that we're slowly breaking out of that shell. Exactly. And, you know, you're seeing females everywhere where, you know, maybe 20 years ago, we didn't see any. So I think that we're making progress and, you know, it is going to take some time, but eventually we will get there and hopefully we'll be seen as a complete equal one day, even though, you know, everybody says we're equal, but still to this day, we're still making less money. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, it's coming to waves. And I'm glad you said that because, uh, you know, it's it's easy to look at the glass half empty. But again, like I like to use an example, like 100 years ago, like females, minorities never had the opportunity to freaking blink twice, let alone, you know, switch roles or Oh, I want to I want to work in the shop like, no, you're supposed to be at home and guys supposed to, you know, be the breadwinner. But now there's way more flexibility. There's way more opportunity to still there's still ignorance. And, you know, oh, she's just a girl. or He's he's just this. So there's a lot of progress. So I 100 percent agree with you when you come down and say that. Um, yeah, there's always going to be ignorance, like you say, in anything that we do. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's just unfortunately how people are always going to think so. Most definitely. So my, one, one of my last questions, because I honest, I, I, I have like 40 questions, to be honest, but I know time is a <laughs> Um So if you had to if you had to explain, like, how would you say your SR, your SR, SRT uh, represents you? Like, like if you had to like, like, how does it express you in a sense? Like, I, I feel like everybody has their car and they have, everyone has their car and it kind of gives them like an identity in terms of like how it represents them and their personality. Would you say you have anything, you have like maybe a, a little representation or your car has a representation of like who you are based on building it? Like, is there something you, you had a way of just kind of expressing that or is it just? Um, I would say one thing that has continued to keep me building my Jeep, because as I said, like there has been so many times where I've been ready to throw in the towel and just sell it. Done, you know? Almost posted it. But um, one thing that really has just like kept me going and one thing that I think that has sentiment to me is that, um, you know, my mom got sick a couple years ago and she actually ended up passing away. Mm -hmm. But the first thing I said when when I found out she got, how serious she was when she was sick because I was going to sell my truck so that, you know, take care of her and blah, 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 blah. And she made me promise that I wasn't going to sell it because she knew how much I loved oh, wow. it. So I think after that, I don't think I could ever sell the truck. And, you know, it does represent my mom. She's very headstrong, powerful, and something that I loved. So yeah, definitely. I don't see me ever getting rid of it. Yeah, that, yeah, that definitely has a, a, a deeper meaning. And that's, uh, that's, that's, that's definitely. Well, also, too, she, like, you know, when most, when most kids probably tell their kid, their parents that they want an SRTA, I'm sure they're not very thrilled about it. 
my mom actually went with me to go sign the paperwork at the dealership <laughs> because she told me like you work really hard get what you want and like that was just the type of woman that she was so how did how did that come on did her did she like the srt or you you already had that like how, how... i already i already had it set in my mind i've only i've only owned jeeps i actually also have a jeep um wrangler which i'm building but this is the srt was jeep number five the wrangler was jeep number six so i've literally only owned jeep <laughs> um but i've also always had a passion my dad grew up um drag racing with me in the backseat of his what? car he had a he had a 1968 uh or 1969 d28 that was a sleeper and um he used to drag race with me in the back of that. So that's where I got my original <laughs> horsepower. He used to have me out there washing that thing before the shows every weekend. So, um, you know, obviously the Jeeps and the love for horsepower, it made sense for me to get an SRT8. But, you know, it took me a couple of years to save up for it because, as we know, it's a little pricey. Yeah. So <laughs> just billionaires walking around here. I said we're not just billionaires just walking around like I would like. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, now I have more invested in all the modifications than what the thing cost me. So. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, most definitely. So would you now? I, I know you kind of established like your your jeeps for life, but let's just put the hypothetical scenario. You do you have a dream car, dream build, a dream scenario in terms of maybe an arsenal of cars or just one car or a fleet? Uh, I definitely have some builds in mind that I want to do one of them it's gonna be a jeep still but I do want to do a rat rod of some sort mm. uh my boyfriend is really into like bagged vehicles and whatnot so my jeep doesn't really fit in when we go to car shows so I think I need my next build needs to be something that I can actually take to the <laughs> shows so I'm thinking maybe like a rat rod of some sort obviously based off an old wrangler uh frame so We'll see. I mean, I actually, I really wanted to get a Comanche and bag that, but they're so hard to find one in good condition that like when you do find them, they're so expensive. Right. So I'm thinking maybe switching gears and just going maybe for like more of a rat rod. Got you. Now, do you, are, do you have any, um, do you, ha do you have any people that you look up into the, in the industry? Maybe uh, any of the people that you maybe uh, you wrote the article on as far as the females that you really uh, that um, I mean, Jessie Combs, obviously, she's doing awesome things for the females out here trying to break into the industry. You know, she's a racer. She's a fabricator. She's a mechanic. She does it all. She's awesome. Hell yeah. Um, but, you know, I would say as far as real time heroes, I, you know, my mom, I mentioned before, but definitely my boyfriend. Like, mm -hmm. he's so humble, so amazing at everything that he does. Um, you know, I just sometimes I just go to the shop to get inspiration for my writing and whatnot, just because everything he does is just amazing. I mean, just recently he had, um, one of the first on the East coast Nelson's, uh, racing engines. He finally figured out how to get the thing fit under a hood and running. Mm -hmm. So he had been working on one for, I want to say it was five years that he had twin turbo and he finally got it out of the garage this year. So, um, you know, he's really humble and he never really likes to give himself credit for the amazing work. But I like to, of course, brag about all the things that oh, he yeah. does. Um, but he's amazing. The shop's amazing. If anybody on the East Coast is looking for any sort of custom fabrication, check us out. Hellbat Race Cars. Um, we do pretty much. And that's in New York, so. correct? Yeah, we're out here in Long Island. Um, 
you know, so if you're willing to make the ride through <laughs> the city, I guess, but you can always trail it, right? Yeah, the, th- the scenes are, are based off, I haven't, I've been in New York maybe once or twice, but based on the, based on the, the, the internet, I, it seems like the scenes out there are pretty big as far as just enthusiasts. Do you, would you agree on that? Or I'm like, just, is that how you see it in your POV? Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, the Mopar scene is definitely real heavy out here, as is the supercars, you know, Long Island in general does have a really big car scene. Um, You know, the bags trucks, not really so much just because our roads are terrible. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you know, people have money and people like to build nice things up here. So most definitely. Well, I want to give your, uh, your boyfriend kudos. Like I said, we gotta, I'm even like that. Sometimes you gotta, I'm always wanting to compliment everything else and work, but not not want to receive anything, but kudos to him because it's awesome to have, you know, to have that support system and have that inspiration uh, in your corner because, you know, it's, it's, well, we need to compliment each other more, regardless if you're in relationship or not, just needs to be the norm. Like, you know, I asked you who your inspiration was. Like I asked everybody that it should be just more of a, more of a vibe of just like, just inspiration versus, you know, criticism. Cause it's a lot of, a lot of that and it's unnecessary energy that could be put into you know inspiring versus oh everybody's so quick to criticize anywhere but i feel like you know females especially like you make one wrong statement or anything and everybody wants to jump down your throat Mm so i feel like that's also why females maybe sometimes just don't even say anything because they're just afraid of being ridiculed for maybe not having the same opinion as everybody else exactly and that's why it's so important again it's it's a lot of people, like I said, I hear the confidence in terms of, you know, just how you go about your day to day and, you know, just having confidence in your daily day decisions and making the taking opportunities can really take you a long way. Like you don't have to be right or wrong. I mean, you don't have to be right about everything. You don't have to be perfect, but uh, it's something about just being assertive and passionate about something yeah I just so many people are just so timid and you know like oh I guess I wouldn't do that and deep down knowing that they do that they don't want to go that route but it's kind of what everybody's telling me to do like I don't I don't know what's after this life I don't speak on it but in in terms of right now like all I know is I have this life and then if I have another life or I I come back as a tree or whatever uh but right now (laughs) We have to use our life to our fullest because you don't want to have that regret. That's one thing that drives me. And I feel like that should drive a lot of people to kind of just take the chance to do what you want to do, regardless of what anybody says. And again, I feel like you and a lot of females represent that. So uh, definitely, like I said, again, I appreciate you for, you know, sharing your, your opinion and your perspective. Well, thanks, Sean. I appreciate you trying to, you know, shed some light on the other side of the automotive field so of keep doing what you're doing most definitely and so lastly where can people uh follow your journey uh, follow you especially uh your see you continue to write um where, where can uh, people find that at uh i'm probably most active on my instagram my instagram is miss natasha that's miss natasha with three s's um so it's m-i-s-s-s-n-a-t-a-s-h-a um that's where i post all of my articles that i have been writing as well too that's also where you can see what's currently going on with my SRT. <laughs> Hopefully I'll have my motor back by, uh, let's say, next month or so. So I'm hoping she'll be back up and running by the end of the year. Yep, so hopefully I'll be making it to Toys to Talk. <laughs> most definitely. And, uh, yeah, most definitely. So, if, guys, if you really enjoy what you guys are hearing, please go ahead and uh, just share this. Again, there's nothing to sell. Everyone keeps asking how they can support. There will be no merchandise of any sort until the 100th episode. So in the meantime, 
share this if it, share it with yourself if it resonated with you but share with somebody you feel like it could potentially inspire and again um this is a home to viewing a female's perspective in the automotive industry and say we had natasha tyrell aka miss natasha on instagram please give her a follow please let us know let me know how you like in every single episode because it's all about serving the community and you know giving the underdog delight but again natasha i appreciate you you have a sensational day and uh, hey i wouldn't mind having you on again because we always have multiple topics to talk about some at some point we have anywhere from four to five uh people on here because i like to i don't want it to be about me i want it to be about the about you ladies and sometimes it gets crazy in terms of conversation so somebody you might want to talk to we can go ahead and make it happen but you have an awesome day Thanks, Sean. Yeah, maybe I'll come back on once the Jeep's uh, back up and running and I can give you guys a rundown of what's going on with that. Most definitely. Keep us posted. You said it on the podcast, so you got to get it done. Well, you don't have to get it done, but it's more of a accountability. No, I need to get it done. It needs to be done. All right. <laughs> Most definitely. Have a great day, and I hope to hear from you soon.